0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad. The afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross live from the Grey Cup Festival, brought to you by Nate Continuing Education. Visit Nate.ca/coned. slash <laughs> Oh
1: my goodness, we're broadcasting live from the six thirty Chad Information Center, the twenty eighteen Grey Cup Festival, and you're not quite going to believe
0: who just walked in here. Well, may I just say right now before you tell listeners who walked in (laughs) that you may not hear from me for the next I don't know 20 minutes or so, because Jalen and I's dreams have been answered.
1: (laughs) Remember at the top of the show, I had talked about uh, walking past Matt Mm Dunnigan. And we had talked about, I just said, hi, Matty D. And I kept going. And then we got talking about uh, Matt Dunnigan, Chris Cuthbert. And I said, but I said, if Henry Burris, (laughs) if someone can find me, Henry Burris. um, And next thing you know, producer Brad finds henry burris and henry burris smiling hank is sitting across the table from us hi welcome hey it's
2: good to be here ready for the party to begin and things are all set up let's go well, oh, things are set up in I'm here
0: excited <laughs> We had to hose down Jalen and I, so hopefully oh, we don't short-circuit any of our equipment simmer here. down. Well, I don't know that it's me that has to simmer down.
1: <laughs> no, you're you're making it sound odd, and it's not odd. Okay.
0: I probably made it more awkward you, than you I had You just made
1: it a lot more awkward. <laughs> the fact is, is that he signed to the Riders mm-hmm. in uh, 2000, yes. and I was working at Global Regina at that time, and I had met him way back then and had interviewed him, and he brought a lot of excitement to the team and at you that time. And you remember time. that meeting, don't no, you, Henry? No, he does not.
2: Well, well. You know what? I, I do remember her face. Okay, I do remember oh, her. Mean, face. Fair enough. No. But, but I mean, it, it's just like uh, Love Jones over at CTV. <laughs> <laughs> so Lee you, Jones, I call him. Love so Jones. <laughs> you're
1: so you're here. You're walking around. Yeah. Um, are you as excited uh, for this uh, as you know the fans and
2: maybe the teams? Well, particularly for me. I mean, you've been here. My you've last done it. game was this same matchup two years ago, and and for me coming back to Alberta, this is like my second home. Being here in Alberta, of course, living. Calgary for a number of years, but I'm particularly excited to experience a Western Grey Cup again because we had a two-year swing of Toronto and Ottawa hosting the Grey Cups, Mm -hmm. but we all know nobody puts on a Grey Cup like they do out west. I mean, in Ottawa, it was magnificent last year, but you know when you come to the heart of where football is born and bred, you come out west. You're talking Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, and Edmonton, you know, for many years, known as the City of Champions, you know it hasn't quite been oh. that way since then. Mm-hmm. But, but again, when it comes to putting on the perfect party, when it comes to people who love to have excitement, talk football, it's Edmonton. So I'm very you, happy to be. You know,
0: here. I, I couldn't agree with you more, and uh, I wanted to ask you about that. But since you brought us here, when you look at the fan base in the cities in which you've played, so Calgary has an exceptional fan base. I know you didn't play in Edmonton, but you're aware of the fact that we have oh, yes. an incredible fan base yes, here. Hamilton, though, as well, has this sort of small city fan base. That that i think is incredible if you're in hamilton when the ticats are playing you'll see uh, folks from hamilton walking down the street to go to the stadium where they used to at oh, the old yeah. stadium right yeah. like the whole city embraced what's it like in what was it like in ottawa
2: you know i can tell you ottawa at the end of the day was probably one of the most unique experiences any player could go through because here i am being a part of rebuilding something from scratch and of course there weren't many expectations there in 2014 in year one but You know, I helped along with a number of guys who were veterans across this league who were acquired free agency in the expansion draft. We brought some excitement, and we were part of the building process of what this organization was going to be for a number of years. But, you know, for us to experience that, not only for myself but for my family, my wife, my kids, to see what it's like to put in all the work to help build – Something from nothing, you know, was quite quite substantial for us to experience because being a part of Calgary, Calgary had already won Grey Cups. Being a part of Saskatchewan, they already had the fan base, they had the tradition. Oh, the I forgot Saskatchewan. What hands. a yeah. fan base! You know, yeah, I played in some great markets. Yep. But to me, nothing was more unique than Ottawa because it was so new. It was a rebirth of something that you know they had won a Grey Cup in forty years, and to be able to deliver that in three short years mm-hmm. it was something that myself, my family, the people there will always hold on Wait to. Wait a minute, them. rebuilds only take three years. Yeah, come on. And, you know,
1: You're talking <laughs> <in> Edmonton. <laughs> He Henry, what was it like to play first off in in Edmonton at at Commonwealth? And I guess the second question—I mean, we're all rather disappointed that our Eskimos mm, um, yeah. didn't make it to the Grey yeah. Cup this year. I mean, you have someone like Mike Riley at the helm of that team, just yeah, just phenomenal player, Incredible. just a, a great yeah. man uh, as well. Um, you know, y- your thoughts on and that's a two-part or two distinct uh, questions, but your your thoughts on uh, Edmonton not making it what they need to do to make it next year and playing here well you
2: know what i I enjoyed so many so many great alberta battles you know the labor day battles down in calgary Mm. and to me that rematch came here on friday night football Mm -hmm. of course has moved to saturday and to me, there's just something electric about that game. You know, to me, it feels like a, a regular season Great Cup game. <laughs> Every time we came back here, because you'd have 40,000, 50,000 people we used to play in front of, Friday night lights, all the focus is on us. And you always know you're playing against Ricky Ray, you know, at that time. Uh, still, in my mind, mm-hmm. one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever step on the field in the Canadian Football League. And of course, it went over to Mike Riley. But to me, both teams were always competing to be the best in the West and also the best in the entire CFL. And the competition was an all time high. I remember my first year as a starter when I, we came here, we, we stayed at the Weston Hotel. My phone rang about 5.30 in the morning. I'm thinking, who is this calling me? I answer it, and it was a radio station calling to razz me. It could, have been, it could have been you guys calling, hey, no, but, no, no, but, of course, I don't remember who it yeah, was. Yeah, no, we're but, not up that early. But that, that just gives you an indication or somebody pulling the yeah. fire alarm yeah. to wake the team up at night while they're asleep. Those are just the things you could expect being Razz while you were coming up here to Edmonton. But it was part of the rivalry, something that you'll never forget, and it's good to see that that rivalry still is rich today. But when it comes to this team getting back to where – we expect Edmonton to always be mm-hmm. number one. They got to sign Mike Riley back. I mean, yes. that, that's that's marquee number one. You you, you and I both know mm-hmm. every team goes as the quarterback goes. You need a great quarterback on your side to help lead the way. They got to get Mike Riley signed, and then once they get him on the board, all the rest will fall in place because people know they want to play for a guy who's a winner like Mike Riley.
1: Were you surprised that they um that they're keeping Jason Moss? Not, not really. I, I I
2: love Jason as a head mm-hmm. coach. I mean, when it comes to bright minds, I mean to me he's one of the best out there, and and uh, you know they got. To do some things with keep some solidarity and some continuity in that locker room because there was so much overhaul on the defensive side. I mean, there were so many new faces. I'm like, who's this guy? Who's that guy? Uh-huh. And I was always taught by a guy by the name of Danny Barrett, and he always said, <laughs> for every guy on your new guy on your defense equals a loss. And there's the case as far as with with Edmonton this year because he had so many new faces to start the new year, and then all of a sudden you had a, a re-injection of some of the old blood. The Forest High Towers coming uh-huh. back, a number of the guys that were here last year being re-injected back into the system. But for all those new guys that they had on the back end in the secondary for all those new defensive linemen of replacing some of the faces that have been around here in edmonton for such a long time there was an extra loss added to that fold for that team because again Defense wins championships at the end of the day. Your offensive score as many points, but if you want to win the big games against the very good teams, like we saw Calgary as mm-hmm. the number one defense in the league, Ottawa's in the top three in defense. You got to have a good defense if you want to win those big games.
0: What do you think has to take place in Toronto to rebuild the fan base there and oh make boy. the CFL? Yeah, you know because we the CFL cannot succeed without Toronto. Right, and and the fan base simply isn't there and it's diminishing. What has to happen, do you think?
2: Well, you got to get the young generation, the millennials. You got to get those guys involved. I mean, right now. It's all the people at the games who remember the great heydays of the old school Argonauts when they had all the the great old school names that were winning grey cup after great cup. Hmm. It's that star power. Toronto's all about star power. And for me when I go down now, even even during my career, but when I go down now to, to work with TSN and I'm in a restaurant, I'm walking through the mall, walking down the street, people will always come up to me and say, Hey man, thanks for what you did in the game of football. People are watching. But the thing is they're not building star power there because uh-huh. I want to feel, if I'm living in Toronto, that I'm missing something. That's why they go watch the Maple Leafs. That's why they go watch the Raptors, the Blue Jays. I mean... The Maple Leafs finally have a good team. But for a number of years, they didn't. But you always knew who their star players were. 1967
0: was the last Stanley exactly. Cup win. But they're sold out every night.
2: They're sold out every night because if you don't go, you're missing something. Mm. And the thing is, once people start buying tickets because they're there to see their favorite player play, that's when people start buying tickets. Because right now, you could go buy an Argo uh, Argos player's jersey. He probably won't be there the next year. Mm. So how can you latch yeah, on you to Yeah, you could probably buy it from him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how can you latch on to something that's not there always? And that's what we expect is. as as fans today
1: uh henry burris joining us in the 630 chat information center at the uh, gray cup festival three gray cups uh two-time most outstanding uh player you're juggling i don't know how many different jobs (laughs) right now it's crazy we think we're busy and and you're topping that what are you expecting out of this gray cup on sunday well i
2: think it's going to be a last minute game like it's been the last couple of years because both teams are playing great football right now Ottawa's peaking in all three phases they're playing outstanding football and to see Trevor Harris put on that six touchdown performance with all the weapons that he has I mean Ottawa's experiencing something that Calgary definitely isn't and that's they're staying healthy mm-hmm. He've got, he's got his entire offensive line back they've made a few additions but again outside with his skill positions he's got William Powell he's got Ellingson Sinopoli Spencer he's got all the guys at his disposal unlike Bo Levi who's had to do a, an overhaul on getting all these New faces up to date with the offense, with the with the game, the CFL. But, again, Bo's got his guys right in the position where they need to be. But we know Calgary's team, as it's been the last two seasons, they've got that defense. Uh-huh. And to me, that defense needs to step it up for this great cup. They, to me, that's been the side of the ball that's been the biggest disappointment for me because they've led the league in sacks the past two years going through the regular season. But in the great cups the last two years, two sacks combined over mm-hmm. two great cups. And I played in one of those. And the thing is, <laughs> it, it, it's not a way to get pressure, but us frustrating them by getting the ball out of our hands quickly enabled us to put points on the board just as it did for Ricky Ray and his team last year.
0: It's interesting because uh, Bo Levi Mitchell recently said, I think today actually, that he didn't want the media to sell this as a rematch because a lot of these uh, players didn't see each other in the last uh, matchup because that's the nature of the CFL. There's quite a turnover. But you can't help but look at it as a rematch. I mean, it's it's set up to be a rematch. It's East versus West to begin with, right? right? But these are the exact same teams and they, at the very least, even if it's different players, Calgary has got to not go down for a third time.
2: You're right about that because they'll be amongst the Buffalo Bills of the NFL lost lost four straight Super Bowls. Now we're talking about the likes of them losing three straight Grey Cups. And here Bo Levi Mitchell, he's considered one of the winningest quarterbacks Mm. of all times and losing three Grey Cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you say winner in one breath, but then can't finish it the next? I mean, it just <laughs> yeah. doesn't go together. Those two things contradict each other. But I know when you talk about some of the greatest of all time, Bo Levi has definitely done that. He's proven that. But now he's got to finish it off. But again, these aren't the same two teams. From week one, from the first two uh, g- uh, couple of games in the season up to week five when Calgary dominated. It was men playing against boys. Ottawa's definitely grown since then. They've built a lot of character, and it's made them exactly the team they are now who's going to give Calgary all that they can handle. On you know, it
0: looked day. like Calgary was trending in the wrong way near the end of the season there. I I really thought they were going to peter out. I didn't think this would be the matchup. To be honest with you, and this is how much I know, I thought we'd have a Winnipeg Blue Bomber Hamilton Ticat uh, Gray Cup. And I was a little disappointed that we didn't. But, And no offense, uh, Henry, but there is still joy in watching Calgary lose again.
2: (laughs) Of course it is here at Edmonton. But all in all, I knew Calgary was going to, they were going to get things back on board because Bo had to get a number of guys where he could get on the same page with them, get some chemistry going. Mm -hmm. But again, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan didn't have a Bo Levi Mitchell. And that's that's mm. the bottom line because Winnipeg just needed to score one touchdown and they couldn't get yep, that done. That's right. But now that's why Bo's back in here for a third time.
1: We have to let you go because we're running out of time. Sounds Ottawa good. or Calgary?
2: Well, i got to go with my heart. It's a, it's with the plaid. I think Ottawa going to win it uh, 29 to 23.
1: Okay, 29 to 23. 23, 23 write write down. down. Yeah. Henry Burris, thank you so much for joining us in studio this afternoon. We really appreciate hey, it. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Absolute pleasure. It's the 63 Chet Information Center at the 2018 Grey Cup Festivals, where we're broadcasting from, back right after this.
0: Uh, Henry Burris for dropping by. <laughs> uh-huh. My gosh. Uh, well-spoken, knowledgeable, what and what a great guy. And
1: you know what? From first time I met him 18 years ago, has been that personable and that friendly. I,
0: I feel bad about all the games in which I uh, booed him and wished him <laughs> poor luck.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and he is... The reason why I was a Rough Rider fan for as long as I was until yeah. I came here, and uh, eventually became an Eskimo fan. But he was—he was the reason right there. Tonight we're talking about tonight being a good night. Lots of stuff going on. Well, for a couple of hours tonight, anyway. Your sneak peek at uh, really what is going to happen here over the next few days. The Grey Cup is going to show up right down here tonight. With with military transport... Mm,
0: we don't know what that is exactly. I'm
1: guessing a tank. Okay. Um, to a stage right in front of the Shaw Conference Center. There's going to be pipes and drums there as well. We have lots of guest speakers. Her Honor, the Lieutenant Governor of Alberta, is going to be here. Um, uh, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrose mm-hmm. is going to be here. Everyone who's kind of uh, had a role in putting this all together. At 6.40, guess what? There's what? a rooftop concert going on on the CKUA building. Right
0: beside us. Thankfully, we'll be off air at that time. Yeah, so we yeah. won't
1: have to battle the... We don't know who the surprise band is who's playing, Mm. but there will be uh, a band playing. then from 7 to 8, you can check out um, the zip line, the bungee jump, the tube slide, the street slide. And then from 8 to 1, the uh, Tim Hortons kickoff party is going to be followed by the Bring the Heat bash inside the Shaw Conference Center. That's Hall D. You know, we almost went there. Well, we I think we did go there today, and they <laughs> did, locked yeah, the doors. Exactly. And like, Why aren't you letting us in? We figured it out. Um, featuring Juno Award winner uh, Cardinal Offshell, so um, and no- notorious YEG DJ Harmon B. First one thousand people will get uh, in the door there. So lots going on, lots of fun tonight, and
0: even too. more exciting than all of that, which is incredible, of course. Is uh, Henry Burst is still there. Henry Burris is still <laughs> <laughs> outside the door, but uh, Reed Wilkins will be broadcasting live from the six thirty Jet Information Center here at the two thousand eighteen Grey Cup Festival, starting at six as he always does mm-hmm. that's when it's open to the public so that'd be a great time if you drop by at six you'll be able to meet jay and i uh, wave at reed and uh kill three birds with one stone
1: there you go the four o'clock news coming up next we'll continue the broadcast from the six thirty chad information center at the 2018 gray cup festival
2: the six
0: thirty chad afternoon news with jay Lynn nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on 6 30 chad